Welcome to Adventure Lifestyle, and today we have a little bit of a different episode. We have Sam Folby joining us, and he's going to discuss how we can stay limber and mobile during extended periods of travel. We all know what long distances in the car or aeroplane can do to our body, and Sam's going to take us what take us through what we can do to prevent these injuries and how we can bounce through our travels feeling like a young wapper snapper. So let's dive into this episode with Sam Folwig. Sam's had a pretty epic adventure up until this point. He's still young, a bit like us, and um, travelled all over the world, completed his physio, now working in physio, and uh, yeah, excited to have a bit of a yarn about, uh, from a physio standpoint, how people can stay mobile and uh, reduce their risk of injury or even travel with certain ailments and kind of not seize up because... I think we've all had the experience of traveling long days in the car and uh, getting to the end of the trip and feeling absolutely ordinary, like tired and sore and that kind of stuff. And I guess those kind of days are going to have their impact on your body and your well-being, especially if you're doing it back to back. And oh, there's a lot of people who listen who are traveling pretty substantially. Um, so some of this advice will be great for you guys. Sam, thanks for taking some time out of your night with us to um, have a bit of a yarn. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, Rhett. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to, uh, yeah, just having a chat and, yeah, delving into a few adventure stories and, yeah, and then and also just talking about, yeah, the effects of, I guess, long travel and how to overcome those sort of ailments that you're talking about, I guess, from a physio perspective. So, looking yeah. forward to it. So let's start with the boring stuff, the physio stuff, because let's be honest, once we get into the, your travel scene, it's going to light up the room. So we'll dive into the more mundane side of things before we get into the excitement. Now, I guess the reason, what sparked me to get you originally on for the interview is I noticed when I traveled, the day after and the next day, I was, I'd have like these nerve problems in my left leg I'd be walking along and I'd just be paralyzed like I couldn't move my left leg it was the most painful thing ever but if I pushed through the pain my leg still had normal function in that it was just some sort of weird nerve thing and after putting up with this for who knows how long like I'm talking a couple of years I finally figured out that if my left leg was like splayed out and resting against I guess the center console in the car next day I couldn't move I had to if I keep it in line no problems. But the moment that it splays out, um, it was a real drama. So, Sam, in a nutshell, we all know sitting's the new smoking. Talk us through some of the, I guess, key points for you as a physio that you worry about with people spending, you know, prolonged time sitting down and that kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah, interesting, interesting point. I guess it is, as you said, it's, uh, it is the new smoking, uh, long sitting, and there's lots of... Uh, yeah, studies coming out. It's a new science, really, trying to work out the, the Western lifestyle and the negative effects, I guess, of, of a sedentary lifestyle. Um, yeah, I guess there's, there's, a, there's such a range of negative effects. Um, what are like the main points that are causing people to make such outlandish claims, like sitting's the new smoking? Of you know what prolonged sitting can do to your body? I guess I guess one of the the main ones. Uh, you know, your normal muscles and tissues are constantly producing metabolic waste um, and just not moving. These, these all get pumped through your system and expelled from, you know, your lungs, kidneys, liver, etc. And um, not moving, these waste build up and 
aren't expelled as efficiently as they should be, which um, can have big detrimental effects to your general health and well-being. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned before, sort of just just prolonged postures just change your biomechanics. Um, in your case, it sounds like you know to the extent of causing nerve impingement, um, which yeah can be can be absolutely crippling and disabling just from prolonged positions. Your body's not designed to just sit for long periods of time. It's designed to be a dynamic, functional, moving, uh, yeah, thing. So I guess, yeah, just sitting for long periods of time, muscles become shortened. Um, so your main ones are your, your hip flexors, uh, your glutes get stretched, um, your chest muscles get tight, so your pecs, uh, your upper traps, all these get tight and sore, as you know, from long sitting. Um, and after yeah. just coming off a nice mountain bike ride, me and Jason spent all morning out on the mountain bike trail. The glutes and that, and uh, the hip flexors, we know what them tightening up can do to you. It's um, always a battle for, I guess, the mountain bike seat crowd, the uh, glutes and hip flexors. Oh, I lost my train of thought. Sam, for obviously being part of this adventure adventure podcast and, and obviously the promotion of adventure lifestyle, and we're trying to inspire people to live a more adventurous lifestyle. And, uh, you know, to entertain that within people's lives, there's an element of travel they need to do generally before they get to their spot of choice. So there might be a, a long drive, or there might be a long flight, or whatever. If if you could share some pointers for our guests or some of our audiences, um, what would they be? If, if we're sitting down for prolonged periods of time, what are some of the practices that we could adopt? And our audiences could adopt to avoid, I guess, some of the the more negative effects of sitting for longer periods. Yeah, so, yeah, interesting point, I guess. And, and the key is, as I, as I said before, our body's designed to just keep moving, designed to move, and your body's constantly readjusting. Even that you're standing for a long time, you're always constantly adjusting, weight shifting, shifting weight. And if you're, if you're sitting, even if you're on the couch, you're constantly adjusting. All of a sudden, a comfortable position might be uncomfortable, so you adjust to get comfortable again. The, the, Bad effects, I guess, of sitting in a car for a long period of time is you're stuck in that one position. You can't, it's hard to shift weight and it's hard to, you know, you can't really move your legs because they're stuck on the pedals. You can't shift weight off your your backside. Your hands and the arms are in the same position. So it can be difficult sitting in a car or in a prolonged position for a long period of time, but there's lots of subtle movements that you can do to keep everything moving. You can, you know, you're shifting weight from each glute, you can you can keep your hips moving, um, changing shoulder positions, trying to activate your core muscles, um, which which get weak with prolonged uh, sitting and prolonged postures as well. Those, you know, so you've got your transverse abdominus, multifidus, pelvic floor, all these core muscles. So that's a bit of physio jargon. Um, that switch on and stabilise everything. So it stabilises your lumbar spine, stabilises everything. So if these aren't switched on, um, then everything just becomes weak and then when you go to move, then everything's unstable and you're just sort of compounding those negative biomechanical postures that you've developed over that time. So, And what is I'm, a prolonged period of time? Are we talking like half an hour, 40 minutes? What do you guys define as a long period of time? It depends, and it's going to vary people to people. Um, I, I find when I'm travelling, you know, it can, can have a compounding effect, you know. You, you might go, you know, an hour's drive might be might be fine, 
fine, but then if you're, you're doing that over a long, you know, each day an hour drive, it can build up, build up, build up, or yeah. eight, eight hours, it, it varies person to person. Um, but I find even on short trips, you know, just constantly, as I said, trying to move, fixing your pelvis position, um, trying to switch on your core muscles, um, setting your shoulders back in the, a nice, nice position. Um, yeah, just trying to keep everything a bit dynamic as you go um, can help. It's sort of by the time everything's starting to hurt, it can it can be a bit too late. Yeah, it's sort of already hurting, and it's hard to sort of stretch those, get everything moving again um, once that pain's already set in. Does your driving position play a key in all this? Like, if you say leaning back too far in the chair, or leaning forward, or lumbar support all the way out or in, like, is there things that we can do? Not only like the fidgeting kind of movements and the moving around. Is there a particular you know, posture in your chair that can help? So, yeah, I guess. So, you, you, your spine has a, has a natural curvature. So, your lumbar spine, so you, the base of your spine has a convex, oh, sorry, concave uh, curve, what we call lordosis. Um, What's a concave spine. curve? Is that like a C shape or an S shape or something? Yeah, so I guess if you feel the, the smallest back, base of the back, and you know, in towards your stomach. Um, and then as it comes up high up to your thoracic spine, it then curves out and rounds off into your shoulders. So the spine has a normal, normal curvature. Um, so I guess adjusting your seat to sort of help uh, maintain that normal curvature of the spine is definitely going to help uh, with, with back health and back pain. Um, but I, I find a lot of people can also get transfixed on this. I need to keep, you know... Everything nice and stiff. Need to maintain this perfect posture that everyone sort of drums into you, which can also cause pain, discomfort because you just you're you're rigid and you're locked into this position all the time because you think that's good for you. Yeah. But all those muscles are just still working like overactive. They're working hard, which then can also cause lead to fatigue and pain of those muscles as well. So I think just finding a happy medium of you know just constantly. Changing, changing postures. If it's if it's uncomfortable, then change your position. If it's you know if it's comfortable, stay there for a while until it's uncomfortable and move. You know, yeah. there's no sort of hard and fast rule as to exactly you know perfect posture. I think it changes with everyone, and it's trying to just find what what suits you. So, um, so you'd say it'd be about more about sort of listening to your body, um, being in tune with how you're feeling, and 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 adapting accordingly. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and and if you find that, uh, say, a lumbar roll or something, a bit of back support on your seat helps for you, then fine. If you find that a lumbar roll, you know, causes you a bit bit of back pain or forcing you in an unnatural sort of position, and you know, get rid of it. I think, it, yeah, as you said, just sort of being in tune with your body. Your body will tell you, you know, what it likes and what it doesn't like, and so just adapting it to to suit. And and and, and you know, you obviously have to drive long periods of time, but you just have to make sure that you're, you know, making regular stops, get out, move around, just even if it's just go for a walk, you know, just get everything moving again, have a little stretch. I, mean, I often just pull over if I'm stopped at a petrol stage or something, just go have a lay down, give you give your back a stretch, give your hip flexors a stretch, um, and, yeah, just get everything back back moving how it should and then, yeah, get back in and go that extra 
extra bit. Yeah. Are there any, like, some telltale signs that people might really need to have a look at what they're doing in their car? Like, um, you know, it's just are there any telltale signs that people really need to visit their postures and their travelling um, positions because um, it's causing them long-time damage, like, say, headaches or, you know, that kind of thing? Like, can the bad postures manifest into some more serious issues? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's... Yeah, cervicogenic headaches are quite a um, yeah play play a huge role in modern society. It was just again those prolonged postures, driving or you know sitting at the computer, this was also that sort of forward head posture. All the all the muscles in the top of your cervical spine tighten up and can definitely then lead to lead to headaches. Um, they can lead to Basically, you're in these prolonged postures, and then, as I said before, you've got deep, deep stabilizing muscles everywhere, not just in your lower back, but in your neck, in your, in you know, your shoulder girdle muscles. All these from prolonged, prolonged postures become weak, and so then all the big muscle groups have to then over, overcompensate and switch on to try and compensate for these weakened, stabilized, stabilizing muscles. And so these muscles that aren't designed to do that work then become overactive, tight, painful, and it just sort of manifests from there. Um, so yeah, it's all tough. Um, if you're getting getting headaches, um, yeah, it'd be worth you know seeing someone or trying you know just having to think about how you're holding your head and different postures. In your case, you're getting some nerve nerve pain, whether that was. Because you're laying your leg out against the console, um, one of your main external rotators of your hip is your piriformis muscle. So that could have been in a shortened position for a long time. And so I guess your muscle fibers work. Imagine a slug crawling along. They're sort of they're fibers that sort of latch on and pull up. Um, so if it's in a if it's in a shortened position, there's a lot of slack it has to take up before it needs to before it's able to switch on. So okay. to compensate those muscles over time, shorten up because it's, you know, to, to take up the slack, so to speak, so that when you then up, put it into that normal position, your, your piriformis muscle might have been tight and your sciatic nerve runs right next to your piriformis, piriformis muscle. could have been, you know, um, irritating that sciatic nerve and causing those, you know, that leg pain that you have. That's just a theory, you know, there could have been a hole. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it sounds more plausible than anything I had. I just knew that when I did it, it hurt. And when I didn't do it, it didn't hurt. Yeah. Um, now, back pain, I guess there's a lot of people travelling with a fair bit of back pain. Um, is there any quick little tips that you might be able to pass on? Because you've had a fair bit of experience travelling too on how, you know, some new ideas that people might have thought of to try and minimise their back pain while travelling? Um, yeah, again, I guess it'd be, it'd be good to come up with a with a uh, sort of one-size-fits-all yeah. treat. Back pain, and as I said, everyone everyone's different, unfortunately. Everyone's pain's different. Everyone's cause of their pain's different. Uh, and, and as you mentioned earlier, Jason, it's trying to... I guess trying to find, get in tune with your body and trying to knuckle out what it is that irritates your back pain. So trying to think, is it, you know, prolonged, is it a type of position that irritates your back pain? Is it, you know, 
activities leading up to the irritate your back pain or look at the opposite, what are the type of things that specifically ease your back pain or help your back pain? Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess uh, from what you're saying, it's all about an awareness of your um, body and being aware of the positions you're in and, you know, keeping active and moving around to maintain, I guess. Yeah some good functional movement and I guess you went through, you know, your chest, your glutes, your hip flexors, getting, you know, when you have the chance to stretch them out when you stop, another good one. I know the other day I, when we got out, Jace, I was stretching it out on the bull bar, which I hadn't thought of before, but it was quite a handy little stretching mechanism. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, so your main ones, the main ones are tighten up really, as you mentioned, your hip flexors because you you stuck in this flex position for so long. So they tighten up, they really tighten up. And then particularly your psoas muscle, which is a major hip flexor, attaches from your femur, so the top of your yeah, top of your leg to your lumbar spine. So if that gets tight, when you go to stand up, all of a sudden it's not only sort of pulling you into that flex position, but it's it's pulling pulling on your lumbar spine into that sort of hyper or doze position. So increasing the curve of that spine which can irritate your back and cause pain there as well. So really giving your hip flexors a good stretch out, giving your glutes a good stretch out. Um, and then, and yeah, your chest muscles, giving giving your, your pecs a, a stretch. And um, I, I also find sometimes, so sitting on planes on the car, I can take like, I've got a, I, it wouldn't be a massage ball. I think it was just a ball I bought from a $2 shop, just a pretty a firm sort of ball, even a tennis ball would do. I sometimes take that in the car or sit and you can just sort of play around, put it behind your back and roll around, give yourself a bit of a massage, find those in a tight spot. Yeah. And drips, you know, you can sit on it and dig into your into your glutes and your bum muscles and